Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best that there's ever been at being a dentist. That's why he's been my dentist and my only dentist for the last 27 years. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Take control, finally, once and for all, of your dental health. Let's talk about the Colts quarterback situation. Then we're going to talk about the Pacers and Bill Bano. And, and we're going to have just a beautiful piece of video and audio from Justin Holiday, to whom you cannot ask a bad question. And Scott Agnes, he didn't disappoint. He asked a really good question about Bill Bano. And Justin Holiday gave us a great answer and really kind of framed it so nicely as Bill Bano leaves to take care of his mental health. Let's talk about the Colts quarterback situation first. Let's talk about facts. A lot of rumors out there. Matt Ryan rumors. Coming up today, proffered by the great Dan Dockich on his radio show on 107.5 The Fan here in Indianapolis. Matt Ryan, let's talk about it. All right, the cap hit is onerous, right? $41 bucks. That's a lot of money against the cap, but the Colts have a lot of money to play with against the cap. In terms of real dollars, not so much. $23 million for the next two years, and then the third year at $28 million. When I was a little bit more plugged into the Rams situation and talking to Kevin Demoff, the COO of the Rams, Stan Kroenke's guy, right, who's the owner of the Rams, we talked about the cap. And he said, do you know that Stan Kroenke never once asked me about the salary cap? It's always about real cash. How much are we paying these people? How much are we making? What are the revenue dollars? He didn't give a damn less about the cap. The cap doesn't matter. The cap only matters if you don't have any money under the cap. And the Colts have plenty. They got like $78 million under the cap. They can afford Matt Ryan coming here with that $41 million price tag against the cap, $23 million in real cash. The Falcons, what would they want back? They'd be happy to get rid of that contract, right? This is so similar to the Phillip Rivers situation. Last year, the Falcons were 4-12, and but it was not Matt Ryan's fault. If you look at Matt Ryan's statistics last year, he was pretty damn good. He had a QBR around 66. His uh, average yards per attempt, really pretty good. Yards per completion, really pretty good. A lot of things weighing in Matt Ryan's favor. The only thing that would distract a general manager from making a deal for Matt Ryan is that cap number. And that's a number that really works for the Indianapolis Colts. Could they do it? Yes, they could do it. And if they don't have to give up a first rounder to get Matt Ryan and help the Falcons unload that crazy contract, you know what? That might just work. That's a pretty good deal. He's 35. He's going to be 36. And so you've got him two years younger than the Colts got Phillip Rivers with three years left on that contract. It just kind of works. And Matt Ryan has taken his Falcons to the Super Bowl. He's been a first-team all-pro guy. Matt Ryan is really an interesting consideration for the Indianapolis Colts. And then you've got Carson Wentz. We've talked about Carson Wentz until, my God, my head is going to explode. We know 50 sacks, 15 interceptions, both led the NFL. And we know what he was in 2017, a potential MVP candidate when he worked with Frank Reich. So it kind of works. So this is how stuff happens in media, national media, especially with the NFL. Agents throw something out. 
They tell you what Howie Roseman's been talking, you know, and, and what it will take to deal for Carson Wentz. Reportedly, two first-rounders and a third. Well, nobody's playing that game. Nobody's that stupid. That guy in 2020 wasn't worth a bag of balls. Even without that contract, with that contract, the guy's worthless in terms of 2020 Carson Wentz. But when you look at 17 and 18 and even 19 to an extent, you say, wait a minute. This guy's capable of playing really good football. Yeah, he's got back issues. He had the torn ACL. A lot of things kind of going wrong with Carson Wentz. But you know what? With Frank Reich as a guy that he's worked with before, developed a terrific relationship with, this may work. And Carson Wentz, his Christianity may be a big deal to Frank Reich and vice versa, although it doesn't really matter where Carson Wentz wants to go. If he wants to go to Indy, it's just as if if the Bears offer more to the Eagles, that's where he's going to go. So this is going to continue to kind of unwind and fester and be ridiculous for a long period of time in all likelihood. The bottom line is the Bears are going to get who they want, whether it's Deshaun Watson or whether it's Carson Wentz or whether it's Matt Ryan, they're going to get who they want. They don't have a lot of money against the cap. But they do have draft capital that they can move. And Ryan Pace may be eager to do that because that draft capital isn't going to do him any damn good if he's fired as a general manager of the Chicago Bears, which he's going to be after this season if the Bears can't find a quarterback who can lead them to some playoff success. That's the way it works. Fascinating stuff. I love the NFL offseason. If anything, it's a little bit more fun than the regular season. It's certainly more fun than the preseason, right? Through the draft, this is fantastic theater. It's just great. The NFL, this is why, this is why the NFL is as, pro, as popular as it is. Because their offseason is just incredibly fun. The NBA, not quite as fun because they've got the timing all screwed up with free agency opening and the draft and all this stuff kind of happening out of sequence, it doesn't make any sense. If the NBA could fix their offseason, it'd be unbelievable. But they won't do that because they're kind of stuck in who they are. But the NFL, they got it right, baby. Tonight, and we'll talk about Bill Bano in a second. Tonight, Butler takes on St. John's. It's a late game. It's on at 9 o'clock. And if it's anything like the Indiana game, was last week against Illinois, that overtime thriller that lasted damn near till midnight. My goodness, you know what? Uh, get some caffeine ready in the a.m. If you got to get to work early, like I got to get to work early, you know what? Uh, you better have some Red Bull. You better have some coffee. You better have something in, in the refrigerator or on the pot to make sure that you're ready to operate at full efficiency come tomorrow morning anyway. Uh, and you've got the Pacers uh, traveling today to Brooklyn. They're going to play the Nets tomorrow night. The Nets are going to be on the back end of a back-to-back. They play Detroit tonight, and uh, that means that Kevin Durant is not going to play tomorrow night. Not playing for the uh, uh, for the Pacers. You don't have Karis LeVert, and you don't have T.J. Warren. So there you go. Justin Holiday spoke to the media today, and he was asked by the great Scott Agnes of Fieldhouse Files what he thought of Bill Baino leaving here's what Justin Holiday had to say about how he felt uh I mean I was happy for him uh you know and a lot of things that he's been through uh did you know coming to 
this job and the stresses that this job brings on top of, you know, I don't want to say real life, like your job is in real life, but like, you know, real life stuff with your family and things like that. At some point you got to, uh, you know, for him, I think he had to decide if he was still able to share the, the, the stresses between the two and the, and the pressures between the two. And at some point your family has to come first, man. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy for him uh, that he's put himself in a place to be able to, If, if this makes sense, be, become a little more happier, have a lot, a lot less stress and pressure on him, uh, as well as being there for his family and having, having his family being there for him. Um, I think that's very, very important. It's tough in this job, especially with this year in COVID, to feel um, like you're there for your family or feel like family is there for you because we're you know, so far away. Uh, we're always in the gym. We're always preparing for a game. And so, again, those two pressures. And Bano's lo Bano loved the game. He really cared about this and he cared about uh, having things done the right way. He cared about having his energy and positivity a certain way. You could never tell with Bano. He was positive the whole time. He always uh, made sure that he gave himself to us. And I think now he chose himself and his family. I think that's a big deal uh, and very, very important. All right. That's Justin Holiday. And can you put it any better than that? He is one of the most thoughtful and, and honest guys you're ever going to listen to. Uh, I, in any sports media, talking about issues of importance. I love Justin Holliday. He's just so transparent, and he, he's so wonderful in the way he expresses himself. Bill Baino, a really, really good dude, always positive. Like, uh, here's what the media does when we go to Pacers practice. We don't get to see practice. They let us in after the practice. This is before COVID, obviously. We go in after practice, and we stand around while the guys shoot, and Chrissy Myers and in and, and West, they bring people over for us to talk to periodically. If, if we request somebody, like if I request Justin Holiday, they bring Justin Holiday over. And either I can talk to him or other people can talk to him, whatever. Bill Baino has always been the guy who stands under the bucket rebounding, or he's in a shooting competition with one of the guys, keeping it light, keeping it fun, making sure it's not drudgery for the Pacers doing what they do to try to get better. He is a terrific developmental coach. He's a lifer as a coach. I'm so sad for him that he's had to leave this thing that he loves. But I'm really happy for him, like Justin said, that he is, on the other hand, taking care of some stuff that he's got to take care of. He's lost both parents within the last two years. He's lost friends to COVID. This has not been a good time to, build Bill, to be Bill Baino. And so Bill's going to take some time. He's going to step back, step away and try to get his head together and, and figure out uh, a way through all of this. And I wish him great luck in doing that. The, the first step toward being whole again psychologically is admitting that you're not. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. I, I always think about ordinary people, and I'm not saying that Bill Bano is suffering from any kind of depression, but I always think about Conrad Jarrett, the pivotal character in Ordinary People, played by Timothy Hutton. He is asked by Elizabeth McGovern, they're on a date together, what was it like to be that depressed that you would try to take your own life? And he said, it feels like you're falling in the hole to the point that you become the hole. That to me, that it gives me shivers even talking about it. That's such an apt description of what depression is and suicidal ideation is. And, and not, again, not that Bill Baino was there, but it, you've got to, at some point, 
you, you got to stop falling. And to stop falling, I, I, I don't know whether it's a matter of hitting bottom or whether it's just kind of saying, I need help, please somebody. And, and Bill Bainham's getting that help, and that's a wonderful thing. So the Pacers tomorrow night against the Nets, again without Bill Bainham, and our, our best to him as, as he moves through this. And it's something that a lot of people go through. And you don't realize it at the time that you've begun to fall. You know, there's another another great movie, a character named Bad Blake, played by Jeff Bridges. And in his hit song, it goes something like, you know, fallen feels like flying for a little while, you know. And that's kind of true with mental illness as well. We're, we're very, very happy that Bill Bano is getting the help that he needs. Uh, tonight, Butler's going to need some help in beating St. John's. St. John's getting better. And uh, hopefully... Butler's able to wax their ass at Henkel Fieldhouse tonight. And then tomorrow afternoon at 5.30, it's Indiana and Northwestern. And what do you want to bet me Indiana loses this game because it's a game that they should win? They're coming off a game that they should have lost. Tomorrow night's a game they should win. You know what Indiana does. They beat the team they should have lost to, and they're going to lose to the team that they should have beat. That's just Indiana basketball in 2021. That is COVID Indiana basketball. COVID Hoosier time. Uh, Hopefully that isn't the case. Of course, we won't be rooting for that. And we don't invest in that. No, we don't. We root for Indiana. And we invest in Indiana when we invest. I don't invest. I'm not that bright. You know what? Although my picks this year, 72% accurate. So maybe I am that bright. Maybe I'm just too stupid to back my own play. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, not even bright, dark and early. That's what we do, like 6 o'clock most mornings on Facebook Live and then immediately thereafter on Twitter and Periscope. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Godspeed, Bill Bano, and let's go Butler. And hopefully the Colts drag their heels for a long time, figuring out who's going to be their quarterback because this is funner than hell.